May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So I have uh, just a little brief announcement for those of you who are used to seeing me here every single Sunday. Um, I am going to be gone for five weeks, um, spending a couple of weeks with the, uh, the sacred grandchildren, um, and three weeks I got wild and crazy and I'm taking a few classes. So I'll be back on July 9th. I didn't want you to think that I'd run away from home or the dean had fired me or anything like that, so... Anyway, so today is the seventh Sunday of Easter. Uh, We celebrated the Feast of Ascension on Thursday, Jesus blessing the disciples, and then he was carried up into heaven, out of sight. He was gone. Jesus has left the building, something only the late, greatly missed Father Bill Rhodes would dare to have said in a sermon. Leaving the disciples standing there, staring up into the sky, probably with looks of astonishment, a little bit of disbelief, and maybe a little bit of fear that they were being left behind. In our reading today from Acts, an angelic messenger asks, Why are you staring up into the sky? Reminding us that the disciples' work And our work is right here on earth. We're being called to live into the promises of Jesus right here and right now. So today, uh, also, the Reverend Timothy Watt is celebrating his very first Eucharist with us as an ordained priest. He was ordained Thursday evening on the Feast of the Ascension. And today, he begins the work that he has been given to do. Why are you staring up into the sky? He has been given his marching orders. His work is right here and right now. He's called to preach and he's called to teach, reminding all who he encounters that they are beloved children of God. And today, he will stand at this table, blessing us, blessing the bread and the wine for our nourishment, offering the gifts of God for the people of God, for you and for me. And we, too, have been given our marching orders. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, to the very ends of the earth. Pentecost is on the horizon with the promise of the Holy Spirit descending upon us, giving us the strength and the courage to live into this life with Jesus. Knowing that it won't always be easy and the way may not always be clear. We get our strength from Jesus, who says, peace be with you. A peace that is not just an absence of war or conflict, but a peace that's a vision of the kingdom of God right here, right here on earth, where people are at peace with each other because they have enough to eat, 
They're receiving medical, adequate medical care and adequate shelter. It's also where justice and mercy is the rule and discrimination is no more. On this seventh Sunday in Easter, Jesus is speaking to his disciples, giving them last-minute instructions in preparation for his leaving them. And these words from 2,000 years ago are meant for us also, words delivered with a sense of urgency. Jesus' time is running short. He wants us to understand. We must understand. Jesus is saying that this, this is what we need to know. This is what we need to remember. This is what matters the most. This is what we need to understand from his life and his ministry. We need to know of God's incredible love for each one of us, you and me, for all of God's children. We need to know that God's love transcends any boundaries or walls or borders or any other artificial limitation or divisions that we have in our lives and in our world. And we know this. We know this through Jesus' life on earth and through his ministry. Jesus prays that we all be one, as he and the Father are one, and calls on God to protect us always. But if you notice, his prayer is also that we become one with each other, as he is one with the Father. And that might be the hard part for us. We're not always very good at recognizing the image of God in the other. We are quicker to see our differences, our differences of race or religion or economic status or sexual orientation or whatever, whatever tidy category we want to place people into. We allow our fears to keep us apart, fear of difference, fear of the other. A terrorist explodes a deadly bomb in a crowd, and we turn on an entire group or religion, striking out at those we perceive as the others. There's a South African word called mbuto. It is a greeting that calls out to the other. I see you. You see me. It speaks to our connection with each other as human beings, as children of God, that we aren't alone. We're never alone. We don't need to do this on our own. We need each other. We are connected with each other. Jesus sent his disciples out together. He didn't send them out alone. We are called to live in relationship and in community with each other. I see you, each one of us, created in God's image. Doesn't mean we will agree with each other all the time. 
And sometimes we probably won't even like each other very much. But we are called to see each other. Really, really see each other. To look with love and see and recognize the dignity of every one of our fellow human beings. Can we see the presence of God in the face of a stranger? I see you. You see me. We were all baptized by the Holy Spirit, as St. Paul reminds us, and it doesn't matter whether we're Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. The gospel is speaking to each one of us. The message is not just for me or for you. We are all being asked to be part of the one body of Christ. Jesus said that he had finished the work he'd been given to do. He said what he needed to say. He showed us how to live, loving God, loving our neighbors as ourselves. We know. We know what we need to do. We know how we need to live. I'm not telling you anything you don't know, and I don't know. Why are you staring up into the sky? Because our work, our lives together, is right here and right now. Rooted right here on this earth we live on together. To begin the work of the kingdom of God, together as one body of Christ. Jesus may have left the building, but he hasn't left us alone. A poem written by Teresa Avian was included in Tim's ordination sermon, and I include it here again because it it speaks to how we're all being asked to live into the life and ministry of Jesus. These words, which I've paraphrased, were written a long, long time ago, but they're still so very true today. Christ has no body on earth but ours, no hands but ours, no feet but ours. Our eyes through which we look out, Christ's compassion to the world. Ours are the feet with which to go about doing good. Ours are the hands to bless one another. So on this seventh Sunday in Easter, as we look both backwards and forwards, we celebrate in the glory of Jesus and his ascension, And next week, we will wear red to church to be filled with the Holy Spirit as the church remembers its beginning on the Feast of the Pentecost. Jesus has ascended into heaven, and while we may have been left behind, he has not left us alone. Our life is here and now, all the while being held in the loving embrace of God. We've been given the task Keep on loving one another in faith, coming together as a community in prayer and in worship, practicing the skill of loving God and loving one another as we are so loved. And through that love, we are bringing about heaven and the kingdom of God to a little bit closer to earth and to you and to me and to us and to them. Everyone, everywhere. Amen.